Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey everyone, Olivia Allen Price here. We spent early October going through all the California propositions here on Bay Curious, and I really hope that our PropFest series helped you to vote with confidence this past election day. Now, Bay Curious isn't always so much about politics, of course, but this week it's pretty hard to ignore that a hugely consequential election just happened. With ballots still being counted, we thought we'd answer some of your questions about what that process looks like. Questions like... Are ballots counted by machine or humans? If humans, is it Republicans or Democrats? How sure are we there was no meddling with votes along the way? When do they stop counting ballots? What happens to ballots after they're counted? Today on Bay Curious, California's journey from a pile of ballots to results. Stick around. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there. I'm Randad Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Here to answer all of our election process questions is Guy Marzarati. He's a reporter with KQD's California Politics and Government Desk. Hey, Guy. Hey, Olivia. This has been an election unlike any other for so many reasons, but one of the big changes that we've seen is more people voting by mail and a lot more people voting early. And we're told that because of this, it might take a little bit longer to tally all of those ballots. How are races already announced in some places if we know that not all the ballots have been counted? Well, that's because different media organizations make race calls. That's not something that 
county registrars or election officials do. At KQED, for example, we rely on the Associated Press to call races. So they use kind of a data analysis that includes the vote count, but they also take into account things like polling research. As far as the actual election officials and the vote counters are concerned, none of that matters to them. They're just focused on counting votes through the month of November until the election certification deadline on December 3rd. So they're not paying attention to the Associated Press declaring a winner. They're not paying attention to candidates conceding in a race or declaring victory. They're just focused on the vote count. And what would happen if at the end of you know the registrar's count, the result was different from what the Associated Press or another media organization had called earlier? Well, we have seen in some rare cases in very close races, media organizations uh, removing their race calls as more votes come in. The most famous example of this is the 2000 presidential election, where a race call for Al Gore in Florida was removed and the the whole result was up in flux. Um, That is rare. And, you know, the real final certified vote count is really the one that is certified by local election officials on December 3rd. That's when we really have the full, complete final picture of the vote count. And I know you live and breathe this stuff, so could you take us on a journey? What happens after I return my ballot? Well, the first thing when it arrives at your local county elections office uh, is a review of the ballot envelope and that signature. So Every voter knows if you're voting by mail, you have to sign uh, your ballot envelope. That should match the signature that's on file. And in most counties, it's a mix of humans and machines that review that. In some very small counties, humans do all the work. In a lot of Bay Area counties, it's a mix of humans and machines. So first, those ballots go through a machine. The signature is captured, um, and it's compared to the signature that's on file. Now, if there's any issue, if it's mismatched or if it's blank, then there's a review process by a human who takes a look at that and sees, okay, is there actually an issue? Is this actually a different signature that's going to prevent this vote from being counted? The good news for voters who mess up their signature is even after election day, there's, you know, the election officials have weeks to follow up with voters if there's a mismatch or blank signature to reach out to them, get in touch, say, hey, can we resolve this? Can you, you know, provide the signature that's on file? Can we, what they call, cure the signature to make sure that vote is still counted? So once that signature review is over, then the ballots are fed into a, a machine that's the counting machine um, that, you know, scans the results. But it's not until polls close at eight o'clock on election night that those election officials can actually hit the tally button and get a result from all those ballots, then, you know, those results get sent up to the state level. And that's where you'll see those results for statewide propositions or legislative races that might cover one or more counties. So it's not as if any election official knows the results of these contests before polls close. All right. And one listener wants to know about the party affiliation of the people who count the votes. What do we know about that? Well, it's machines that are counting the votes in each ballot. So don't worry about the party affiliation. These are machines doing the work. It's not as if election officials uh, can tell when a ballot comes in, whether it's, say, a ballot with Democratic candidates being selected or Republican candidates being selected, and then they'll you know throw the ballot over their shoulder, depending on their own personal preferences. That's not something that happens. This is vote counting that's done by machines um, to ensure the security of the vote. And I think a lot of people are worried that their vote you know, won't get counted or that something might happen to it along the way. What precautions were in place to avoid vote meddling? 
Well, I think the biggest issue, the biggest reason that a vote or a ballot uh, is not counted is those signature issues. So, you know, again, if someone makes a signature on their ballot envelope that doesn't match the one that's on file, um, or if they return their ballot envelope with no signature, but state law allows county election officials to follow up and try to help voters with those signature issues even after the polls have closed. And when do they stop counting ballots? I know sometimes we don't get final results, you know, on California races for weeks. That's right. So vote counting is likely to continue throughout the month of November. It might not be many votes. It might just be kind of a trickle of votes that happen uh, in the weeks after Election Day. There's a couple reasons for that. For one, if you mail in your ballot it's, and it's postmarked uh, by Election Day, it can still arrive at an elections office up until November 20th and still be counted. So there's still going to maybe be some late arriving ballots trickling into elections offices that will be counted. Then there are the provisional ballots. So people who show up on election day, they're not registered. Um, they can do conditional registration so they can register right where they vote and cast a provisional ballot. Those take extra view to make sure that person is not already in the system and registered and perhaps voting somewhere else. So that extra review can take some time. And then there's these signature issues. The election officials have up until November 25th to reach out to voters and correct these. So all those votes, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things might not be a huge piece of the electorate, but they're all votes that are being counted, processed and worked out by election officials all the way through the month of November. And it's not until December 3rd that's the deadline for these election officials to certify the results for the state. I've always heard that some of the reason that, you know, counting can be so slow in some of the Bay Area counties is because we have ranked choice voting. Is that true? It's actually not true. I talked to uh, John Arns, who runs elections in San Francisco, and he says their ranked choice voting process does not make the counting actually last longer. Same thing if it's a close race. It's not as if, you know, uh, if a race is a blowout, they stop counting or a close race that makes it count longer. The, the counting is kind of independent. And certainly for ranked choice voting, it doesn't make the actual vote counting last longer. And one other question that we got from a listener named Janet, which is one I've also wondered, is what happens to all of those paper ballots after they've been counted? Well, they don't go to the shredder right away. Uh, state law requires that election officials hold on to the polling place ballots and the paper copies that are made from the machines, along with your vote by mail ballots, the vote by mail ballot envelopes for 22 months after the election. Uh, a big piece of that is if, you know, if they're needed in any kind of lawsuit or even a possible recount, the county's need to hold on to those. So state law says they have to for 22 months after the election. There's also just for a safeguard, each county is required to do a traditional 1% uh, manual tally kind of an audit of the vote. So they take 1% of precincts and manually count the vote to make sure there wasn't any issue with the machine counting. And for that, of course, they need to hang on to those ballots. All right. Well, Guy Maserati, thanks so much. Thank you. Our newsroom colleagues are keeping close tabs on all election results. Check out kqed.org slash elections for the most recent information. Big Curious is made by Katrina Schwartz, Rob Spate, and me, Olivia Allen-Price. This podcast is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. Have a good week, y'all. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? 
Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Thanks.